Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Lynn, and I am sitting down actually with a fellow Alabamian. She's an entertainer, actress, has lived in Nashville over 50 years now, and is known as the entertainer's entertainer. Y'all, I have with me Miss <laughs> Diane Cheryl. How are you doing? Oh, gosh, I'm great. I'm so glad, glad to be sitting here with you. You're so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Same so, can be said for you. I'm oh. sitting here going, man, like, what do you do? I need to know these secrets. Well, I, said, <laughs> I, I probably have jeans older than you and I can still wear them. Hey, <laughs> I can say that a decade ago. Let's see. So uh, next year will be a decade since I graduated high school and I still have some jeans that I can slide into. Yeah, I'm like, yes. Goals. So, you know, you have such an extensive history, but I want to let you kind of tell everyone about yourself, and we're going to jump into. Well, I did come from Alabama, and the good part about coming here, well, I was baptized when I was twelve years old. Oh, I love it. So I had I had that background, that strong. My daddy was a strong Christian man, and my mama was. an amazing woman. So I ha- I came from good stock. Yeah. They taught me right from wrong. And when you, buddy, when you land in Nashville today, especially, but even back in 1970, and I came here with a dream in my heart. I wanted to sing. I wanted to sing and entertain. Right. And um, I came in January of 1970 and on March 26th, of that year, I got a job singing in Printer's Alley, and uh, I'm still singing today. It's it. been 52 years. But you have to be covered in the blood of Jesus when you come to Nashville. Oh, yes. Especially when you're a little green and naive and everything. <laughs> yes. And you know, What's that? Oh, who's that? You know? Yeah. But um, the most important thing, I think, is to just love what you come here to do oh I love it and if you love it you can do it with all of your heart and you can I see reaction of my performance just last night just this morning in church yeah uh, reaction of what what works through me how it works when I perform I am not the best singer uh-huh. and, the, <clears throat> and anybody will tell you that but I can it's not all just about having a beautiful melodic voice. You have to have that. But it's the feeling and the delivery and the realness of what you do. Yeah. I'm quite sure that's what's kept me here 50 years because uh, people relate to that. Right. And when they relate, that makes me happy. I love it. And along with that, having the love in your heart to project something good. Right. To project some good energy. And, of course, you know, you do the the dramatic things also, but my thing is to more or less uh, bring cheer and love and a word, Jesus loves you, to to the most unlikely person there. Right. I, I, I do a lot of... A lot of club entertaining, which and I'm proud of that because I, I, um, I'm a bright light, 
there, and I know it because I see, you know, what, what goes on there. But <clears throat> it's just what I do, you know. It's right. just what I grew up doing, singing on a tree limb in Alabama and performing and having a scarf wrapped around my neck and all that. And I still do that kind of crazy thing today. I feel I like it. I'm a little girl on a limb with some kind of flowy thing on. and <laughs> and uh, You're still that child at heart. <laughs> I guess I am, and it's it's been brought back more so this past year. I've turned 75. Wow. You don't look it either. <laughs> Folks, let me tell you, she well, asked if we were on camera today, and, and no, we're not, but we need to be because no. you would not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very sweet. But turning 75 has been the most uplifting thing I, I've ever done, wow. it, just from the day one of it. It's just like God said to me, go and do your thing. Go and give it all you got and touch everybody you can with a a smile. And and that does not mean that I I don't have trials. Like right now I'm going through a very traumatic thing personally in that I'm having to move. Because Nashville's changed so much. I mean, they, they don't care for upping your rent and dumping you out. Oh, yeah. No. And that's happened to me. God. And that's one thing I don't like about Nashville is the fact that it's growing and the, the heartfelt thing for caring about people is not most, as important as raising their rent $1,000. Right, exactly. It's all about the dollar sign now. It, it, really, it, it really is, and I've seen that change here, and I don't want to get off on that because that's not any of my business I'm just God's made another plan in a way and I just have to go through the motions and get it done you know you just said something right then that you know God's got the plan and I must say something must be in the water for this last year you talked about turning 75 has been probably the best thing to happen and just in this last 12 month period Mm -hmm. and I must say for me personally this has been the most interesting turbulent but yet stable I've ever been and you know you have so many things that are dropped on your plate and you know you're asking God okay well is this the right path is this what's happening and one of the biggest things I think I've had to learn in this last year is to sit still and trust God wholeheartedly Be still and know that I am that is right and you know one of the biggest things that I, I, I figured out was when the Lord speaks to you, go with it and and take it to heart and take it to the bank because that's his way of saying, I've got you, but you have to trust me yes. and, and do what I ask. So I love the fact that you just mentioned that yes. he's got the plan. Yes, and I, in my living 75 years, I can tell you, ever since I was a little girl and got baptized and grew up in the church and singing, uh, singing great songs. Uh, let others see Jesus in you. I used to sing that all oh, the time. I love that song. I have never known God to turn his back on me. I have never known him to leave me. There have been times when I say, okay, where you at today? <laughs> <Yeah>. Come on. <laughs> but always, always. But it does take some trust in my, he wants me to trust. He wants me to put all, everything in his hands. And, and there's so much, re, there's so much constellation in that. 
but sometimes it's really hard to do. It Even is. Even for a good, strong Christian person, I don't care. Life will knock you around. Yes, it will. It can get very turbulent. It will knock you around. <laughs> I find my complete joy and peace when I'm on the stage performing. I love it. When I am up there performing and doing and making people laugh and clap and cheer, and they want to hug me when I come off the stage, and it's all a good thing. Yes. That, and that's when I know, okay, I see God. Just do what I, and then when I walk in my house and see how, because I'm a really neat freak. Man. <laughs> I've never been married, and I'm quite sure it's because nobody could put up with me saying, okay, put that right here. This goes right there. Yeah. Don't move it. And so now my house is not in a neat place at all, but it will be. It will be. Two That's more right. weeks it will be. And so, you know, it's the yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for, for thou art with me. That's right. And... In, uh, and in, in, in a more simpler phrase, I beg your pardon, I didn't promise you a rose garden. Exactly, yes. <laughs> you know, this, this is the great thing. So, first of all, what I love about this podcast and the whole reason behind starting this podcast yeah, was to share that uplifting message. Right. I found um, early on when I did a lot of motivational speaking for a, a local high school back where I'm from, Uh, I spoke to a lot of ninth grade girls, and you know, I found these students knew what they wanted to do, but life circumstances, Mm -hmm. um, maybe not growing up in the most um, conducive home atmosphere, um, and of course, peer pressure at school. You know, I I would hate to be a student in today's, you know, high school system, but they knew what they wanted to do. Yeah. But it took somebody to tell them that they could do it mm-hmm. and that someone loves them, first right. of all. You know, there's millions and billions of people on this planet, but there's always one being that's going to love you no matter what. Right. And no matter what you've done, you right. can always come back. Right. And that's the wonderful thing about the grace of God is he's, it, it wipes the slate clean. Yes. And when you ask for that on forgiveness a on a daily basis, it's, it's insane, especially driving through Nashville. You have to ask for it on a daily basis driving <laughs> through Nashville and Atlanta. <laughs> Yes, and and he is faithful to forgive. Yes, all we have to do is ask him to. Yep. and to try to repent and turn, right, and and go in the right direction. And I'm not going to say sit here and say that I'm perfect. That no way. No, nobody <laughs> is. There's only but one perfect that's, being. That's right, <laughs> but I know that I know that I know that. My days are shorter here right. at 75, and I'm, pl- please don't anyone ever cry for me when I'm gone because that will be the most joyous day of my life. Yeah. I get to go join my mama and my daddy. And, and everyone. And, that, and I, I, I see lots of times on Facebook someone will say, uh, well, we lost mom or my mom's, and that's just the hardest day of right. your life. Yeah. There's no word that you can say that's going to make you feel good about that. Right. And uh, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still, it's been 12 years, I still live that all the time. But I know if my mama were alive, she would be right beside me and loving everything I'm doing. I love it. And, and it's through her inspiration and my dad's inspiration 
that the love of Jesus just is so strong. And my sisters and all my brothers, they're all good Christian people, and and we hold together. But um, they, I think for the most part, they're doing what they want to do. And I know I am doing what I want to do. And that's the biggest thing right there yeah. is you know what it is that you wanted to do and what you're doing now. It's, it, it is so, it's frustrating in some ways when people say, well, I have this dream, but I'm afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are you afraid to do it? Don't be afraid. I'm like, why, what, it, where did we instill a fear to go for what we believe and what we think that we can do versus, you know, I, I got tickled. Prime example. I love my dad very dearly, and I was brought up in a very, you know, Christian home as well. And um, my grandmother, who started me singing in church, I think she has a direct line with the Lord. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you, if you need prayers, you need to call my grandmother, because I'm pretty sure she's got a direct line somewhere. <laughs> but when I graduated college, you know, I just started really getting into my career professionally. Things were starting to take off. There's all of these wonderful, amazing things happening. And dad's like, okay, well, you need to go get a state job now and, you know, make sure you have benefits and all this. And I'm just kind of like, okay. And I kind of let it go on for a little while. And we had another, you know, good set of things that happened. And, you know, by this time I've, you know, worked and opened with the Oak Ridge boys and, you know, mm-hmm. we're working on all these different projects and, all this stuff coming up. And eventually he told me that again. And I looked at him and I said, I got to tell you something. I said, I'm not prepared to spend 20 years of my life sitting behind a desk Mm -hmm. just to say I have comfort and peace of mind Mm -hmm. when I know that's not my place in this world. My place is you and I actually, I I swear it's, (laughs) it's a, it's a twist of fate thing because I I know this is where I belong. This is where I'm meant to be. This is where I'm supposed to go. And um, you mentioned earlier you do a lot of the club shows, which you like because you know you're that light in that area. And I can honestly say we've done um, a couple of shows at some bars down in Alabama that they'll have us. And you know what my number one requested song at those bars are? How Great Thou Art. And let me tell you, it is something to see when you see the rowdiness and everything yeah. else subside and every single person <clears throat> mm-hmm. is singing that song. Right. Don't tell me that God's dead because yeah. he's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. No. Um, the, um, the other night I, I did a, a celebration of life of a man that I worked for for many, many years in like the Nashville Palace and mm-hmm. John A's, John Hobbs who is uh, one of the best men as far as being good to people and giving and feeding people when they're hungry Yeah, and all that. Um, it's got great food, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I... We frequent there often. I was a bright light to him. Oh, I love that. And, and he used to be in his clubs all the years. So I never, ever thought of a, my job as being in a honky-tonk nightclub, you know, get drunk, yeah, no. Because you, I make the audience be what I want them to be. Right. If they're drunk and rowdy, when I come on stage, well, I don't actually work in places where they're drunk and rowdy. Right. We uh, still have that presence about you. Right. Like the other night during John's program, the room became totally hush quiet. 
when the girl played on the bagpipes, Amazing Grace. Oh, oh chills. And then we all sang, everybody a cappella in the place sang, You Are My Sunshine. Oh, I love it. And it was a moment where everybody shut up and did what, what, it, what the whole evening was about, which was honoring him. At the same time, the light that I wanted to put out was the light from Jesus. That's and I right. get people tell me that all the time. There's just something about you. I like you. But what an honor. And so, I, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm not perfect. You know, people, people can get on my nerves too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and lately, sometimes they do. But um, I'm, at, at this time in my life, I'm happier than I've been. Even though I'm having to move, even though this is not, I am just getting to do what God put me on this earth to do, which is entertain. I love it. And let's talk about that, because I know actually when, when we spoke about this interview, we talked about you're just now starting to just love every bit of, of what you're doing now. Well, and, and I'm in a position, I'm, I'm in a place where I can perform, and uh, a little stage, and a great little combo, and, and I can just do what what i'm supposed to do right and um well i work with a music city christian fellowship yes and um years and years ago uh brenda lee was hosting which she does so often host the show and she was the one that introduced me because i was working at the nashville palace like six nights a week then and just about if you went out, you went to the national. This was back in the late 70s, early 80s. Right. And uh, she's the one that said, okay, we got Diane Cheryl. She's the entertainer's entertainer. And that just stuck with me. I love it. All these, because all the entertainers would come there. Right. You know, they uh, heard, at that time, I was just kind of making my claim to fame because I was working four shows a night, six nights a week. Yeah. And uh, changing for every show, you know, and really making it a show busy thing. Because, like, I have ladies come in and they say, I don't really care what you're going to sing, what you're going to wear. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's just, I've just tried to keep an uplifted, kind of fun, Christ like image. Well, you do a fabulous job of it. Not to mention, you do wear some cute clothes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's funny you should mention Brenda Lee. So, um, funny little twist of fate here. Back when my grandmother and her twin sister um, were singing at the gospel conventions uh -huh. in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and across uh -huh. the gospel circuit throughout the central United States, um, Brenda would come in and do a show for oh, the grocery stores she, there. She is a little Miss Dynamite. Oh, let me tell you. And... Um, it's so funny. I always ask my grandmother this question. So quick backstory. I'm named after my great grandmother, their mother. Mm -hmm. She performed and toured with the original Blackwood Brothers, knew the Stamps Baxter Quartet, you know, Bill Gaither, all of them before they were, yeah. you know, Bill and Gloria. And then, um, you know, Brenda and uh, Vestal Goodman. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here going, okay. So I asked Nana, I said, why didn't y'all go on and do your music career? I'm like, man, you knew all of these people that are still in the business today unless they've deceased or passed on. And I said, uh, hello. Yeah. And she said, you know, it really wasn't dad that kept us from it. It was mom. She didn't want us singing in the honky tonks. Oh. And I'm like, but that's where your 
your your presence and your gift is. <laughs> uh, Jesus hung out with the sinners. Sinners all the time. Prostitutes and the drunks. And that the, is uh, right. If, if you don't have someone in there with a bright light. Right. And I, I, I like to consider myself of being that because I just have a smile. And I know because I ask God so many times, will you just give me a little sign tonight that I'm where I should be, right. that I'm where I'm supposed to be? And inevitably, something comes into my path. Uh, uh, one night I was talking to these guys and I said something about the light, light of Jesus. And, and the guy says, oh, we, we believe in Jesus. And I said, oh, that's good. And he said, sure. Sure, you're saying. So he pulled his shirt up, and across his stomach, he had Jesus. It was the most beautiful tattoo I've ever seen. I, I said, okay, I guess that's my sign that's for the sign. night. That's your sign? I don't need any more like that, right? That's my sign for the night. I love it. You know, though, you just brought up another great point, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. So just the ask for that little, that little, mm-hmm. you know. Just, oh, yeah. I'm there. I'm where I need to be. Has there ever been a time in your life that you've asked for that dream specifically? And what I mean by that is, I know there's numerous times I'm like, Lord, if this is in your will for me to do, please allow it to be what it's going to be. But let me see past what maybe my goals and dreams are. Because I know we know his dreams and goals are bigger than what we could ever imagine. And of course, sometimes I know with me, I get a little, uh, you know, a little ahead of myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and try to make things happen maybe when it's not time but have you ever just kind of sat and been like lord I, I need you to to make this happen and let me know that this is it yeah well numerous times but just most recently um when uh when john a passed away who who had my back for 30 years uh, and good clean he was good to me but i always went on and did a great show for him. We had that camaraderie together. And then when he passed, well, his grandson kind of took it over and he kind of wanted to change things, which got booted me out. And then the pandemic hit. And so it was just like, I felt like then it was kind of over for me. Well, I was 74, I thought, I'm older, who wants to see me and blah, blah, blah. And lo and behold, uh, a man who owns the Johnny Cash Museum, Patsy Klein, Nudies, blah, 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 all this, and had the Skulls Rainbow Room, and he said, you know, I've seen little bits of you. I've heard a lot about you. He said, I want to see you do your thing. So when I went down and did a little show for him, he hired me. Pow. Wow. And it just turned everything around. And it came out of nowhere because, I mean, I had just said to God, okay, if I can just keep cleaning houses or keep doing something that keeps, you know, that I can still be independent and not have to depend on anybody to get me through life. Right. Because I, I was seeing kind of a bleak picture. Right. And um, <clears throat> and it just came from out of the blue. And, and I said, oh, you just amazed me, God. You just, from exactly what I wanted to do, it was just, excel and entertaining as much as I can these last few years of my life and you just put it right in front of me I love it plus I walk down through there every night and I give everybody a smile and nine times out of ten somebody will stop me and say something and then I've prayed with people before 
and uh, I will pray with them again. I love it. And just in an odd kind of a way, I can be talking to a couple of gals sitting at the bar, and I just say, I hope you girls have a great evening, and God bless you. I just say, God, please get these girls home safely in Jesus' name. Yeah. And they just look at each other like, she just prayed for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I love it. That is so awesome. Well, golly, we could go on forever on this, but I know because you are moving and have all of this stuff to get done, yeah. <laughs> I've got um, one more question for okay. you, and then I would like for you to share all of your socials and all of that, how people can keep up with you, where you're going to be, etc. But what is some advice that you would give to someone, and this could be a person of any age, young, old, in between, just getting started, all of that. What would be a piece of advice that you'd give them on going out there and catching their dreams? Well, first of all, have a dream that's that's tangible, that's something that you really know that you can do and you want to do. And if you can't do it, you know, start working on mastering whatever it is. And then learn how to do it. Uh, you know, if you have to take a lesson in breathing or if you, you know, you need to shape up because it's a tough world out there, you know. Yeah. Whatever it takes to do to get yourself mentally prepared to where you have total self-confidence in yourself, uh, uh, of course, with your communication with God that you're doing the right thing, and start out doing it. And I vocalize every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I want, when I get on that stage, I want to be able to hit stand by your man you know the high notes yeah uh whatever uh i just would encourage you to follow your dream and don't stop if you if you fall off the beam get back on if somebody discourages you don't hang around with them anymore right (laughs) just know that you know within your heart that that's what you want to do love what you're going to do because if you don't love it you ain't going to do it that's right you gotta love it I mean, I love getting up on the stage and singing. I love getting up in my little church. It's just as important to me when I go to my little church and sing, Rivergate Baptist Church. Every Sunday I have my tracks prepared. It's just as important to me that I get that low breathing thing going and sing with all my gusto there right? as it is when I sing and entertain on the stage. Right. And only by really preparing yourself and putting the effort into it, do you actually accomplish anything? That's right. So my, my, my thing would be just find what you love to do, go for it, do it, and don't ever give up. I love it. Because I was wow. about to give up two years ago. I'm so glad you didn't, because we wouldn't be sitting here today having <laughs> well, this I, amazing conversation. I want to thank Bill Miller for it. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> I want to thank the good Lord, and I want to thank Bill Miller. Well, there we go. That's the acceptance speech of the Be a Dreamcatcher <laughs> Podcast Awards. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, what what a great story. And, and again, thank you so much for being on with us. And Thank you for having me. I don't know how this is just a God thing. I didn't know you wanted to talk to me. Yeah. And thank you. You're a beautiful young girl. Oh, thank I don't know you. if y'all have seen her or not, but she's just radiating with love and personality. Well, thank you. God so bless very, you. Oh, God. Let me tell you, God bless you and everyone that is listening to this podcast, because there's a reason that you're listening to yeah, it. There is. 
And I would like to encourage everyone also to go out and follow you. So can you tell us how we can keep up with you? Okay, I'll tell you another little thing. Um, I have a little business. It's called The Stage Coach. Okay. In that I just, and I've never really worked it a lot because I've been so busy doing other things, but it has the 12 commandments of stage presence and it starts with self-confidence. So you can find me at Diane, D-I-A-N-N-E, Cheryl, S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L dot org. Got it. And uh, um, I have a Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Okay. I'm not really like on Instagram and all, all that All the stuff, other stuff? <laughs> but, uh, but you can uh, uh, go through my uh web page and um contact me there or through facebook private message me yes fantastic well miss diane thank you again for being on with us well thank you for having me i don't know what prompted you to want to have me but thank you (laughs) you you are so welcome and anyone who has a dream is always welcome on this podcast absolutely so folks you have been listening to the be a dream catcher podcast with uh, diane cheryl it's been such an honor and pleasure make sure you saddle on up head on down the trail we will see you guys on the next episode and be sure to go out and follow miss diane and be sure to go to her website we'll see you guys on down the trail 